I've lived in Northern Monmouth County in New Jersey my entire life. I've been a fiction writer, actor, playwright, blogger, gourmet chef, home renovator, event planner, landscape architect, and decorator. Now, I'm married to a professional drummer who is also an award-winning photographer, so the arts have always been really important to me. There are so many people in this part of New Jersey that are involved in the arts, and I am planning to talk to all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. And I'm inviting you to listen in. I'm Lucille Lasapio, talking arts and culture, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk. Today I am speaking with Leon Holmes, who is truly a diva in every sense of the word. She hails from the Madawan Aberdeen area, and you've probably heard her perform with one of her groups, the Motor City Review, which is always sold out, perhaps with her jazz group, The New Standards, maybe with Tim McLoon and the Shirley's or Holiday Express. No matter where you've heard her, you know that she's great. Her first session work was when she was 22 with the East Street Band, and she has been laying tracks ever since with multiple groups. She has also shared the stage with the likes of Bon Jovi, Gary U.S. Bonds, Benny King, Leslie Gore, Bruce Springsteen, you name it, she's been there, and she has been incredible in every performance. I'm so glad to be speaking with her today, and we're going to try to pick her brain a little bit and maybe get her to sing. Well, hello, Leon. Hello. Thank you for joining me. I'm really glad to have you here. I want to ask you about, what do you think about the current state of the music industry? You know, I think it's unfortunately sort of taking a, a back seat to everything that's going on, and I think it's kind of taking a back seat to what's happening in the minds of the people in power. I don't think that they really are thinking about us musicians and artists as part of the working economy and, and as people who really are suffering. And that's such a shame because there's a whole lot of us and it's not just it's not just the artists, it's all the people that are behind the scenes and it's the people who are, you know, who work those concessions and the people who clean the places. There's a lot of people who are affected by what's happening right now. It's really a shame. I'm, as you know, there's there's a couple of pieces of legislation that are in process right now and they're not getting a whole lot of traction. But even with before coronavirus, the idea is that even major acts yeah. have to go on the road to make money. They don't make money off of their recordings. Right. What does that mean for the future of the music industry? Mm. I mean, let's assume that coronavirus gets cured and we get a vaccine and everything goes away in the next year. What's it like for artists? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be that same question that 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 artists have always had. You got to really want to do it because if you're looking to do it with the purpose of necessarily making a living at it, you you have to always know that that may not happen. It's interesting because uh, <laughs> every artist that I've spoken to has said the exact same thing. No matter what their art is, yeah. like. Don't don't do it for the money. Yeah, because it just it just simply may not happen. I mean, I think artists have been doing a really great job of figuring out other ways of making some kind of income, you know, whether it's, you know, the, all the digital platforms and all that stuff. But I, I don't know that there's a way to do it without being able to actually perform. Yeah. Now, I've been a fan of R&B, blues, funk since high school. I got exposed to gospel music in college, and mm -hmm. I, I really love it. Yeah. And I love, I don't know if you've ever seen Sweet Honey in the Rock. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my God, just yeah. love them. So you sing in all these styles, as yeah. well as rock and standards and jazz. Yeah. Which of these do you enjoy the most? That's always a tough one. Yeah. I think that the jazz really speaks to me because it's the most challenging. It really pushes me. I'm still learning so much about it. The people that I play with have taught me so much about how jazz really pushes you to not try to be like anybody else. It really forces you to kind of look into yourself yeah. and come up with your own interpretations of things. And 
people say that they feel that jazz is my wheelhouse. When it comes to Motown, you know, Motown is still teaching me too. When you really start listening to that stuff, it's still hard. The Motor City Review, which you sing with, it's a, it's your, really your group, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a Motown style group for anybody that doesn't know that. You often perform for mostly white audiences, yeah. even though we're really talking about black music. Yeah. So what do you think that it is about Motown music or R&B that resonates with, with the big white population? And how do you reconcile that popularity of that music with, with the racial tension that's in this country? I mean, mm. it's, it's like this dichotomy. People love this music and the culture that goes with it, but then there's all this racial tension. You know, this is a question that goes around in my head a lot. I think that people connect with Motown in particular just because a lot of the, the lyrics about Motown are just about love of a, a community love or a personal love. They're very personal lyrics, so I think it's easy for anybody to identify with, with those songs. And I'm sure with a lot of the our audiences, because they're a little older, it, it's a nostalgia thing. But I, but I know what you mean. I wonder how people can have this appreciation for, for all of that and not necessarily have appreciation for, for all of the struggle that went along right. with it. You know, we've been hearing people say, you know, they, they want the rhythm, but they don't want the blues. I mean, so. <laughs> the, the promising thing is that the younger generations seem to have a slightly different appreciation for the differences in, in culture. I think a lot of times a lot of young people don't even understand where we got it from. They don't even get yeah. it. Uh, hopefully that, that is the part that, that the younger people will be able to, mm -hmm. to take forward. So I'm one of those people. I don't, I don't take chances with music. I like to listen to what I know. If people expose me to it, right, then right. I can enjoy it. Right. But I don't make the effort. I'm just really not familiar with current artists. So yeah. I'm wondering, are you a fan of any current artists that I should know about? I like a lot of different stuff. <laughs> and understand, to me, new music is anything after the 1970s. <laughs> I actually do like Lizzo. I think that she's pretty cool. I like Tank and the Bangas. The lead singer, her nickname is Tank, uh, but she's got like a she's got an awesome voice, and she's kind of she's kind of like a jazzy scatter kind of. But she also raps, mm -hmm. and the band is kind of a, a almost like a jazz hip hop yeah. uh, kind of band really really good band i love this band uh called moonchild so good oh i'm gonna Definitely. have to check these out uh, now i i recently discovered this isn't a new artist but i recently discovered betty davis i'm wondering why artists like betty davis have been virtually ignored yeah and well certainly back then she was way ahead of her time yeah. but she would have been awesome if she came out at like when Prince was around. She would have definitely would have yeah. been in that Prince camp. We just recently watched a documentary on funk, and I was so glad that I knew some of the artists and songs, and Gary had never heard them. I'm like, <laughs> you never heard Flashlight? <laughs> what? Oh, like, are you kidding? Like, but anyway, in this, I think it was might have been Questlove, right. and he said, you know, there's such a dearth of arts education anymore. Right. Kids don't have access to learning instruments, right. so technology has taken the place of that. Right. So they can't learn how to play an instrument but they can sample and use that and that's kind of like the new way of creating music yeah and I think that if you're using it artistically he's right mm. 
because uh, there and there are some great songs that are that do use it that way. Now, if you're just playing half a Sting song and then singing some crappy lyrics <laughs> over it, yeah. no, I think he's right. That's the way you should do it. Do you write any music? I do. No, I use GarageBand, and I, you know, I get my ideas down with that. And, and, and actually, now it's a good time to collaborate because you know you can collaborate with anybody anywhere in the world. Right. So it's sort of like open doors for people. It, it, exactly. This is. This is exactly what's coming out of all of this right now is that we all have to we all have to figure out new ways to, to work yeah. together. And and as a recording artist, I go to people's studio. I'm just starting now to go back out, you know, to some people's studio. <laughs> Gary has lambasted me because I used to watch American Idol. And even though Line Drive is banned Audition for Star Search back Did in they? like 1984. Oh, yes. Wow. And Jose actually was on Star Search and made it through a few. You know um, what? I think, yeah. You can, I it, think that's Jose told Lu me I'm that. talking about. Yeah. What do you think about shows like American Idol or You Know You've Got Talent or any of those other shows? Do you, do you think that they help or hinder the music industry? I don't think they do much for the music industry, to be honest with you. I think they're entertainment and that they help maybe the individual to get a little more work for themselves. But, I mean, we see what happens when people win those shows. They don't necessarily go much further. They did in the beginning. I mean, you yeah. look at Kelly Clarkson and Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who's on those shows now, I mean, you, Never you heard don't even them. know their names, yeah. you know what I mean? But I think yeah, it probably gets them work out so at least they don't have to go back to their day <laughs> job. I mean, but I've had people, you know, say to me, well, I still have people to this day. Why don't why you go, go on why don't you go on those shows? And yeah. I go, I don't know if I need to, I mean, I'm already working. Yeah. I, I don't know if mm -hmm. I need to go on there and then, and then go back to doing the same work I'm already yeah. doing, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? I am, am not a good singer by any standard, but I love to sing. So karaoke to me is like a dream come true. And I, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about karaoke. I have no problem with karaoke at all. Great, I, because you know what I want to do? I want to sing something with you right now. Okay, fine. Okay. Let's do it. How about um, Dancing in the Street? Let's do it. Calling out around the world, are you ready for a brand new treat? <laughs> Summer's here and the time is right for dancing in the street. They're dancing in Chicago. Dancing in the street. Down in New Orleans. Dancing in the street. In New York City. That's it, where I'm not nicely done. Okay, Aretha or Gladys? Ooh. I love Gladys. Mm. I mean, I love Aretha, though, but I love Gladys, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want you to settle an argument, and it's about the song, It's Raining Men. What do you think of the Weather Girls? Super, super talented. First of all, the song is actually a good song. They are amazing oh. singers. Yeah. But they sang the crap out oh, of that they, song. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. It really is. It's silly, but it's yeah. a great song. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> so you've done most of your, your work in New Jersey, right? Yeah. Have you ever considered leaving New Jersey? And if you did, where would you go? I've definitely considered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now, I still have a day job. And, and while I'm here, I'm here. But when the time comes and, and I you know retire, I probably will leave New Jersey, yeah. My dreams are either North or South Carolina. Mm. And my super, super, super dreams are somewhere in Europe. <laughs> I'm thinking Italy. I don't know if they'll let me in yeah. either. Do you have a website? I do. My website is my name, leone.com, L-A-Y-O-N-N-E.com. 
And can people buy your music on your site? Um, yes, there's a few. I only buy the song. But if you search my name on iTunes, anything that I've sung on will come up. So I've done some backup singing for people or songs that I've done for people, different DJs, DJ Laurent yeah. and Grapefruit Sound Labs, Mike Wells, or anything that I've sung on will come up if you search for my name. Great. The amount of work that you do as a performer, well, or did, would be a full-time job for almost anybody, but you work a full-time job also. Mm -hmm. What do you do in your spare time? <laughs> <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> do you have any hobbies? I am a lover of photography. Photography is, was actually my first love. I mean, I was raised with a singing mother, and my whole family sings, so music was always there. But I, I actually wanted to be a photographer. I had planned to go to college for it and everything, <laughs> and I was talked out of it by, by my guidance counselor, <laughs> believe really? it or not. Yeah. They told you to be a singer instead? They told <laughs> me to go do something that you could make that money. That was going to make money. Yeah, and actually, photography um, would not be bringing yes. any money. And I know because Gary is also a photographer. <laughs> so that's, that's my other love. I like to you know, kayak, and we go walk the Henry Hudson Trail. Luckily, we live you know we live in a nice area where we can go and do lots of walking around. So. My final question to you. If someone came up to you and said, I'm thinking of having a career as a singer, what kind of advice would you give that person? I would say take as many opportunities as you can to work with as many people as you can. I think I've learned the most from that, especially in this area that we live in. We're so blessed with the music community here. There's just so many people who are so talented and so giving around here. And this is not, I feel this is not normal our community here and we're really lucky so you should definitely take take the opportunity to get those get to know those people and learn as much as you can from them and and, and I've said this before don't be afraid to do the gig that doesn't pay sometimes those are the gigs that that really yield other things I was doing the Hope concert with Bob Bandiera you know which is a free concert that was benefiting the Parker Family Health Clinic in Red Bank and that is the gig that led to me doing a benefit concert at the Starland Ballroom, where I ended up singing a duet with John Bon Jovi, and that's how I ended up singing backup for John Bon Jovi. So, if I didn't, that if chance, I didn't take yeah. that chance, I would never have ended up with with the gig that I got. So you just never, you never know where things are going to lead. So I always tell people, take the opportunities when they come. Don't be foolish, of course, but <laughs> but take the opportunities that come. Well, Leon, thank you so much for spending thank this you. time with me. Thank you. And it was a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure to see you. <laughs> and thank you for singing with me. <laughs> now I know when you come to when you come oh, to yeah. the city, man, it's oh. on. And, and, and Gary will go. No, no, no! Don't let her sing. <laughs> you come on up and sing. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I love the arts, and I love to talk, and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk.